BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how is everything? We are fantastic. Uh, everything's smooth as silk. Um, I do have some strange news, but I'm, we have a lot of... It's supposed to be the Strange News Podcast, and it's not pro wrestling involved. Uh, no, no news there. No news, I guess, is good news, I guess. I mean, they do have a little bit of news. I, we, don't, I, we don't even know what we... I don't even know what we have. Joel's running the ship. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess everything's smooth. Well, how about on your end over there in... Uh, uh, over over on the other side of the world. How are you making it? We're doing good, Damon. Um, and I mean that. I got some nice messages from the listeners, which I've appreciated. Count Out Pod sent a tweet saying, it's not really a question. Hope everything works out, Joel. Your story the past couple of episodes have been heartbreaking and we're no. rooting for you and your family, which is really sweet. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. I know there's a lot of weird things about these parasocial relationships you get with you know podcasts and stuff but i i appreciate it you know i i i do value the, the interactions like that so that's made a difference to me the past few months and i'm pleased to say things are, are finally looking up because i uh last week was a big week for me because i officially resigned from my job in china i decided you know there's no way i'm gonna go back there without my family given everything that's happened so uh, my my contracts over there will be finishing up in uh, end of July, so no intention of going back there. Um, just just the way things are going over in that country, it just seems they're getting more and more hostile towards foreigners, and it's like COVID has become a, a watershed moment there, and mm. it's sort of being used as an excuse to kind of pull up the drawbridge, if you will, and really tighten things up and, and be very very. Uh, strict about who's allowed in and out of the country actually so uh, I don't see much of a future over there unlikely I'll be going back Um, but that also coincided with I I had two job interviews uh, not last week the week before that at a couple of schools here in Bangkok and was waiting to hear back Uh, I was expecting to hear back from them Friday uh, one of them was for uh, a smaller school, but like a nice sort of, you know, sort of family-oriented sort of community school. Really like the look of it. Nice area in Bangkok. Um, the people I spoke to on the interview, really nice and friendly. And that was uh, 
good, good position. So teaching and a little bit of leadership on the side as well. The other school I interviewed for was a big school, uh, quite famous. You know, they pay a bit more, a bit more in the package, but kind of school where you feel you might kind of get lost a bit. Lots, lots of kids there, lots of teachers. So I had mixed feelings about that, but I was hoping to hear back by Friday. So Friday, I, I was just leaving the the hotel room to get a bit of fresh air. Mally and Esther were asleep. And as I closed the door, I got an email on my phone from the, the first school, the smaller school, offering me a job. And so I was there outside my hotel room, like silently sliding to my knees. It's like, like the, the, the final scene of Platoon, like, ah! <laughs> but I, you know, I really wanted to go in and, and tell, share the good news with Mally, uh, but she was asleep. I didn't want to wake her up. Um, I think you were probably one of the first people I texted, uh, as usual. So that was a, a huge relief. Uh, so uh, And the other school te- uh, emailed me a couple of hours later saying, oh, we haven't made a decision yet. Um, you know, we need more time to, to interview everyone. Hopefully let you know by next week. But the first school said they wanted to hear uh, get a response from me on Monday, which I thought was fair enough. So I was kind of in this awkward position where I, I wanted to wait and see what would happen with the second school. But I just I decided to be honest with them, Damon. I said to the the second school, look, I've, I've I've got an offer here from another school. They would like me to get back to them by Monday, and I will I will give I've committed to giving them a decision by Monday. Is there any way you could you know let me know as soon as possible? Right. And uh, so I thought, you know, I, I lay my cards on the table there. And to their credit, they, they were also honest. And they said, OK, look, we can't give you a definite decision before then. But to be honest, uh, there's other people, other candidates with more experience. So th- this job was for teaching younger kids, like key stage one kids. So that would be a little bit below my experience range. So they said, look, there's people who've got more experience than you um, teaching the younger kids. We're leaning towards them. Uh, you know, we'd like you to reapply in the future if the position comes up that's better suited you blah 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 blah. Uh, but on this occasion we we recommend that you accept the first job which i was really happy with you know uh taking that uncertainty off the table like it it would have been a bit i don't know i would have felt uneasy about accepting the first one and then getting an offer from the second one and being like i've already accepted the first one you know so i appreciate the honesty and the professionalism of everyone involved it kind of uh is this a really boring anecdote (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably no. more interesting than what's going on in New Japan but anyway I, I've, I've started to finish so I, I accepted the first job offer so I will be gainfully employed here in Bangkok really nice job really excited about it nice people uh, Mally's looking for apartments here and it's just going to be so nice to get out of this hotel you know it's not it's not been the worst thing in the world it's you know quite a big room here we've got everything we need but it's just it's not the same when it's not something it's not it's not home right yeah? So we're in the process now of getting all our stuff shipped over from China and just sort of closing up all the sort of loose ends, tying up all the loose ends over there. And just really pleased, feeling really grateful to, to pull this out the last minute. It feels like I've sort of scored a, a last minute goal in a football match because, you know, these, these international schools, they start their recruitment in October yeah, and saying. it's May now. So I was really, I was shitting it, Damien. You know, the last few months have been so stressful. I'm barely been able to sleep thinking, fuck, you know, I've got two people to look after. I've got a third, uh, second child on the way. So three dependents, no employment lined up. What the fuck am I going to do? So it is just an enormous weight off my mind to be able to just start again and, and find a home and really excited about starting a new life here in Bangkok. Even though I've been here for a year, it's just, it's good to be able to have the, the prospect of putting all the uncertainty and the stress and the worry of the last 12 months behind me. Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride for you, man, hasn't it? 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was thrilled. I was that was that was fantastic news. The um, again, I know you were, you were under a ton of stress, and I can't imagine just everything that that is on there. But it's it's awesome. Like, see, you have that 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 mindset that you can do that. Like that that's that's not everyone can do what you do in the sense of you know being able to, to move to another country and new, move to another place and. And, you know, it's not like we had a lot of choice here <laughs> in the sense of, you know, some decisions were made for you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy, man. Uh, I, I couldn't have been happier for you. It was uh, – um, I, I just like the fact that, you know, you have d- definitive answers and you've been there a year. You know, you're comfortable. It's, it's, you know, it's just a matter of, I don't know, putting a putting – a, period at the end of the sentence you know and just getting some closure off of it so good for you man i'm, I'm happy it's uh you got a lot going on and uh, to take that off your plate i know that was a, a big deal and here's the thing too i think a lot of it not again if you believe in some stuff i don't know what but i i do believe that if you do put stuff out there and i and you know i don't even know what it is you know if you could call it god you could call it spirituality you could call it uh forces of nature you could call it simon laban i don't know what the fuck whatever you want to call it but i do feel like like kota ibushi could you call konobushi right but you if when you i don't know when you vocalize things and you get it out there and and people kind of feel your energy and give you good vibes i i i somewhat believe in that and that might just be naive but i i do i, I kind of believe that there is something to that um and you put it out there and i know everybody was thinking about you and even just for a second um i think that helps so good work by you excellent job that's off the plate now <laughs> get me the fuck out of the place <laughs> no uh yeah we got a lot we got a lot on our plate, so it's good, 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 to, good to get some closure there, dude. Good, good work by you. Anything you want to share with the listeners, Damon? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to put I, you on the spot. I mean, only as much right. as you're comfortable sharing, but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want this that whole thing to be about me, me, me. No, no. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to do the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm not the same thing in the same under the same circumstances, but you know, I'm just. I'm out there. I'm, I'm trying to make myself a. Actually, what I'm really trying to get do... yourself stuck in a hotel for a year. It's yeah, it's, it's yeah, an experience. Man. It's good for you. It's character growth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get that holiday in. Um, you know, with all the COVID stuff and everything, and everything, and blah blah blah. You, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of under the 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 thought process of you only live once. You know what I mean? Like who would have thought all of this would have happened in a year and everything being shut down and just all everything that everybody had to go through. So it had me reevaluating stuff and I'm like, ah, what do I want to do? And I really want to do my own agency. I want to do my own Google ads agency because I feel like I'm really good at that. Um, and I make companies money. So, um, that's what I wanted to do, that, and, and and I don't know if I'll ever be happy not doing that, like not doing my own thing. And I always feel like that's one thing that I've never done. So, yeah, I kind of have t- taken the steps to do that, um, and that's really my end goal in 
a lot of this year. So he started that and got an LLC and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So uh, uh, McDonald PPC, uh, soon, right around the corner, everyone. Um, so, but, but in, the, in the meantime, I kind of wanted to see what else was out there. And I know I was, I was a finalist for one job, but I didn't get it because I didn't have experience within that industry. And, and apparently another person did. And in my mind, I was kind of like, oh, um, and it would, it would be like an all facets of digital marketing. So like there were things that I don't necessarily like doing and some of it would be involved in that. And so I was kind of like, not on the fence on it, but it was more like, I just kind of wanted to get the yes <laughs> and I didn't get the yes. And it just, anytime that happens and you get that far, it's like a house of cards, you know, it's like you're building that house of cards and you, you feel like, oh, this is going to happen. And you just got to put that last card on top and then, oh, it all fell over. <laughs> and that's we got to start again. Um, but I got another place I'm talking to too, so uh, which which I'm actually more excited for. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm fine. I mean, I have a. It's just like the end goal has always been to do my own thing, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, that's my news. Oh, and Cheryl got in a car accident. <laughs> Cheryl got in a car. Oh my god! I mean, she's Is fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. But yeah, the car is kind of fucked up, which sucks because it's she really liked the car. And, it wasn't her fault. Like the guy just, she was pulling out of a parking lot. She had the light, and guy just whacked her, plowed her. Not in a sexual way, Joel. <laughs> the car was hit. Um, but yeah, she's fine. She's fine. But that that's just but that, so no, no, that no Sabu involved here. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, now, I mean, what it does is it just makes it just puts a a a, a rattle. You know, it just gives you more stress because now you got to call insurance companies and you got to wait for adjusters to come out and take pictures, and and then you don't you have one car now when you need two. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's the, the the shitty part. But I mean, honestly, I mean, that's I'm just glad she's okay. I mean, everything's everything's smooth. But just like, this is like this is your week. <laughs> Talk about your week. Everybody's like, oh, my God, will you people shut up and talk about pro wrestling? Well, I wish we could. Surely, surely this is more interesting than what's going on in New Japan (laughs) at the moment, which is basically nothing. I mean, where where are we with our best of series? How many many hours worth of content have we got left in the can for that? Oh, a lot. Yeah, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot. Well, the first first version we got back... um, we had all the clips in it, I and mean, we had a five-hour show that we were about to upload. I was like, we can't do a five-hour show, guys. So I just took a couple clips and um, put them on there. Um, Thank you to John Ensman for sourcing yes. those for us. And we'll, yeah. we'll stick a few more on this episode, presumably. I don't, don't think we're yeah, probably going for five hours today. No. No. Yeah. I mean, I did see that we... Um, well, I'm sure you'll lead with it, but I did see they are going to start shows once again. Am I, am I reading yeah, that right? That's right. Yeah, let's get into that then. So live events are returning in Japan on May the 22nd. So I don't – they didn't clarify in the news story whether or not there'd be fans in. I did have a look on the website. It does appear they're still selling tickets. So we okay. got uh, Saturday in Nagoya, Monday in Korakuen – well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Korakuen – 
and so that those are road to Wrestle Grand Slam but I don't know if there's actually a Wrestle Grand Slam at the Tokyo Dome at the end of it that I'm still unsure of so we have road two shows but a road to nowhere <laughs> road to somewhere <laughs> uncertain so um, you know, people have got questions about this Trish says uh, do you think if the Olympics doesn't go ahead they will move the stadium shows into July August Spanhead says when do you expect the two stadium shows to take place now August maybe to replace Jingu's spot so uh, your thoughts Damon on the, the return of New Japan and what you think happens to these stadium shows oh sorry before you answer let me throw another possibility Ashutosh says do you think they should just move the big matches from Grand Slam to Dominion have a stack show top to bottom would provide a fresh start and then they can rebuild upon that to whenever the Grand Slam shows are I don't even know what the status of Dominion is at the moment I mean maybe yeah. I've just failed to do my homework here but there just seems to be a lot of uncertainty right now yeah i mean that's really the honest to god truth and i I don't think a lot of people know um and i think it changes based off of government guidance and their regulations um i mean we have these corkin shows coming up um i mean i don't know if they're guarantees at this point because again i think that the, the situation is very fluid um we don't know if there's fan involvement i mean again tickets are on the site but i don't know if they're limiting capacity i i who knows um i don't know if they're limiting on the limiting capacity um i'll tell you what if the if the olympics don't go on i would find it very difficult to to see when pro wrestling events would be okay Right? I mean, if they're not going to put on the Olympics where billions of dollars have been invested, um, and at least they'll get the TV rights and you know be able to air it, I mean, I mean they're not going to have people in the stands and fans and all that stuff. But I mean, to the, the, look, they they have blinders on with these Olympics. They are pushing straight ahead, and if that gets canceled, uh. I mean, I don't know what I don't know where pro wrestling would fall. To be honest, I have no idea. Um, I, I mean, summer would be they, 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 this would, this way. There would be plenty of buildings that would love to have them uh, at that point. But I, I don't think anybody knows. I really don't. I think they have very loose plans, uh, very fluid plans because they have to. Because they're just setting themselves up for disappointment if they say, okay, we're running X on this date. Mm, okay. COVID outbreak. Um, no, we're not. So it's it's got to be a fluid situation. Well, uh, in the meantime, while we are waiting for that to play out, there is plenty to sink our teeth into stateside. Uh, and also in the UK, actually, because there was a little tweet popped up from RevPro saying that Shota Umino would be appearing on their shows this summer so what are your thoughts on that because i'm a little bit unclear because you know maybe he's going to be on strong we know he's going to be in rev pro are these going to be live are these going to be taped we're not exactly sure what the timeline is on that um but i'm certainly excited to see him back in action it's been a a hell of a long time since i've last seen the show to umino match so i'm looking forward to that and it seems like a lot of people are pinning their hopes on on him you know he's the guy oh you know save us show to come back to new japan and, and make everything better again yeah um there's a lot of pro wrestling that's starting up here in the states um ring of honors starting up um they'll have fans in, in buildings 
I think it's safe to say that uh, Strong will have some type of fan involvement in the very near future. I think, uh, what, AEW is touring. WWE is is ramping up plans to, to tour again. Get back out on the road. Um, this is the place to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the place to be, it feels like. Um, and I think you'll – I mean, and and then there are other independents that, that are, are already running. So, look – I think strong will be, I think, I think if you're not on the strong bandwagon, um, you should be because that's where you're going to get the, the, a lot of, of fun programming, because if they can bring people in and out, that's going to make things even more entertaining. Um, I think they, I don't, do they tape three weeks in a row when they tape? I never really got a clear answer on that. Or maybe if I did, I don't remember. Um, so if he's, if they're, if they're taping three weeks of shows and again, I'm just throwing three out there as a magic number. Um, I mean, that'll get that. That's plenty of flexibility to have him over in Rev Pro, um, for a bit. Now that's, is, is that's just for shows, right? He's not doing an excursion there. Am I correct? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I should reach out to the Rev Pro people and see if they get back to us. But, um, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it could possibly the what he's done in Rev Pro has already been taped, or it's going to be live. It's all up in the air. But at least we know we're going to see him somewhere. He will be on our TVs <laughs> by the summer, whichever yeah. uh, continent he uh, happens to be in. Yeah, you'll see a lot of them. Let's put it that way, and that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. No, nobody's nobody's complaining about that. But no, I do believe that ex- ex- this is this will be. The, the a spot until until things get sorted out over in Japan. Um, I think you'll see a lot more people taking taking the flight and just working some shots. Absolutely, I really do. Well, let's talk about one of those shots, which was John Moxley against Yuji Nagata for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship, which was defended on Dynamite. And I watched this; it's on New Japan World. And um, just the, my first takeaway was just it's great to see wrestling in front of noisy fans who are allowed to yell and shout. And that was just very, very refreshing to watch. Um, hopefully Japan can get there soon. But this was uh, enjoyable at the very least. And everyone treated Yuji Nagata with a lot of respect. They really put him over as a big deal. And I enjoyed having Ren Narita accompanying him to the ring. It gave it kind of like a, a prize fight atmosphere. And then Mox coming out to Wild Thing. I can see in ring Nagata looks to have lost a lot of mobility. He, he looks significantly less mobile than I can remember, you know, last year at least. But definitely brought the intensity here to compensate. And I always enjoy the vibe of a, a mox match. You know, there's a, a grittiness to it that I appreciate. Did feel like he was holding back on the strikes. I don't know if he was just trying to take it easy on his fifty-three-year-old uh, opponent or whatever. But uh, it's a good match. I would have liked another five minutes because I thought it ended quite abruptly, but. Again, with this and, and the Kenta thing, if this is proof of concept of the relationship between the two companies, then I'd, I'd say it's a success. I want to see more of it. I thought AW used Nagata well. People were really excited to see it. There, there was buzz online. These are the steps I think New Japan need to take if they are going to start to to rehab their relationship with the casual Western fans. I'll tell you what. I think it's a. I think it's imperative 
that they continue this. Um, and I think they have a partner that, and again, as you said, this is the way Kenta, the, the, the way um, uh, Nagata was treated, the, the presentation. Like, I love the fact that they had him walking through you know, the backstage area. Like, it just felt like, like one of the cooler things that you would see back in the day on, you know, on tapes would be um, right before a match would start. And you would see the guys like, you know, Steve Williams or Hanson or, um, you know, Chono or, you know, whomever. And they're back behind the curtain, you know, and the music hits and then boom, now they're through the crowd. Like that just felt, it gave it a an important feel. And, and I really did feel like it gave it an extra important feel. Um, imagine, imagine if you switched it on and it had like the mox entrance and then the camera just cut Nagata's already in the ring just the little graphic right. comes up Yuji Nagata <laughs> right right right. they treated it like like it was important uh, and that's that meant the world right that meant the world because yeah they could have very easily just been like cut to a commercial and then, he, then and he's just standing in the ring um, the match was okay I mean the match was I thought the match was good uh, but I, but to me, the everything that surrounded it made it feel that much more special. Um, I, I, did, think John, I did see some people was like throwing four and a half stars at. It. I was like, come on, guys, come on, wow, behave. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if that's four and a half, then tell me what what Will and Shingo was. You know what I mean? Come on, like, all right, come on. Um, but even with that said. Like, there is something about John Moxley that I absolutely fucking dig. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that to a, to a certain degree, to a large degree, he is an independent spirit in, in the sense of pro wrestling. Like, he's reminds me, and I hate to throw out the Terry Funk comparison, but in the sense of he wrestles where he wants, he goes to where where he wants, he's able to keep it quiet for the most part too, right? Like he's he's not like he's like I feel like he's willing to talk to people. Like I see him on, you know, that uh dark side of the ring stuff and you know talking about Nick Gage um who is from what I understand lived too well, I knew he was from around my area because he did rob a bank in my area <laughs> to go to prison. Um, and it was in the newspapers. Um, but yeah, he was on that. But I just like the fact that he, you know, if he's going to show up at where Game Change Wrestler Wrestling or he shows up at fucking Rev Pro, you know, like, like I like the, that element of him just. Being a guy that would be, all right, yeah, I'm showing up here. You give me, you, you pay for my flight, pay for this. Oh, I'll show up, and it's and it's kept quiet. You know, that's what I like too. Um, and again, he's going to wrestle on Dynamite against uh, a New Japan dad, and then he's going to show up on Strong. Or, you know, I just like the idea of it, him being unpredictable. He leans into that, I like that. But anyway, the AEW stuff. Um, 
look, I think it's it's the the, the New Japan people have to, uh, and I think they are well aware that they could definitely benefit from a a relationship with this company, um, at least for growing this brand once again and kind of getting them warmed up again in this country, in the U.S. in the West, because um, it's going to be a struggle without it. I mean, they're not just going to be able to pop here and do and 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 be at the level that they were, you know. When you think the height was Madison Square Garden, do you think that was like the the yes ape yeah the apex? Well, um, of, yeah, maybe arguably even before then, maybe like the, the event where they had um, was it Golden Lovers against the Young Bucks? Because I think that was maybe when. Or, or when they did those shows with like Kenny defending the IWGP title against Cody, they they seemed really really hot at that point. I There's do think that shows, after yeah. the Elite left, they lost a little bit of buzz. You know, I think had circumstances been different, you know, I'm looking at things like the G1 show in Dallas, which I think was successful, but could have been better than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna it, it can only help. It can only help. And again, you know that the, the partnership, they're going to treat them. It's not going to be, you know, WCW invading WWF and Vince <laughs> jobbing out everybody and and every other invasion angle that could have been. I don't think it's, it'll be that. So, uh, you know, dusty, you know, the Crockett guys invading uh, UWF or stuff like that. But no, it was good. It was good. Uh, again, the match was good. But I again, I like the idea of everything around it. That that was even better. Did you happen to see the Cody promo? Mm-mm. But uh, but I did. What, what was it? He was like, um, proud American or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I saw some people saying like making fun of him, saying, "Oh look, Cody's ended racism forever." Good job, Cody. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. Far, he's, I, he's got. I, I, I think I read about it. Um, Ah, look, you know, I, he's a pro I, wrestling promoter. What would you expect? He's a carny. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, okay, so more questions then uh, related to this match. Louis says, with seeing Ren Narita accompanying Nagata to the ring, do you think Ren might show up on AEW again, but this time in the ring? That's, uh, I would say that's also on the table. Also a possibility. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we have no connection with AEW, right? So we, we, I mean, we, we wouldn't know. We're going to know as much as you, but, uh, I mean, I think anything's, when pro wrestling companies aren't making money, it's amazing how friendly and how many partnerships and how many relationships and all of that sprout. I've said that a few times on this podcast. Whether it be Impact, whether it be AEW, whether it be New Japan, and, or uh, you know, Rev Pro, Ring of Honor, every uh, you know, I think everybody's going to be working together for a. And I, when I say working together, I mean, okay, Juice, you're and and Finley, you work here for a little bit just until we can get you back and. Um, Shota, you you're over here for a little bit, and Renderita, you might come over here, and uh, you know, all of that. I think I think everything. I'm telling you flat out. I don't think that there is much not on the table 
uh, you know, minus like Kenny versus Abushi. Um, and I think that could very well be on the table, but they're waiting to get asses and seats for that. You know, there's there's different tiered things that are on the table where, you know, we'll do this now, but, you know, we got to wait for we got to wait for people to make some serious money with these matches. I think everything's on the on the table. I really do. Um, and I think the idea of these walls being up and forbidden doors and all that, I, I that's that that is long gone. I really do think. Yes, so. it, it is not a forbidden door. So even referring it to the forbidden door is inaccurate. It's yeah. wide open. Oh, it's. I mean, you could fucking park a truck in it. It's 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 not even. It's not even a thing anymore. It's not. It's not even a thing anymore. Um, and I think we'll see more of that, um, more of the relationships and the more of the exchanging of talent um, in in the in the very near future. Not not even like long term plan. Like it's. I mean, it's happening now. So you know uh, what and to what lengths that will be again. I think there are different tiers, and I think there are different uh, levels to where they want to go, and, and what they want to hold in their pocket until uh, you know fans are allowed back in buildings. Sean and Iman asks if Moxie has another title defense in Dynamite. Who do you want him to face? So if you could maybe bring someone over from Japan or have someone already in the states to challenge for that U.S. title, who would you like to see? Hmm. I'm trying to think of somebody that would complement his style. But then I'm thinking, would it be cooler to see someone not complement his style? He's what about David wrestled. Finley. Hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um I'm thinking I got a name for you. That I haven't seen in a couple months that might be itching. I thought that's Samoa Joe. Mm, okay, so yeah, it wouldn't necessarily have to be someone New Japan affiliated to challenge for that. I mean, I, I just want to see the title being defended, to be honest. Yeah. The, the more defenses he can get under his belt in high profile spots, and that's helping to build the prestige of that title, which it, it needs, really. Especially right. given the how many new titles are popping up all over the place in New Japan. Right. <laughs> the US title is one of the oldest, most prestigious singles <laughs> titles in the company now. It is. Who would have thought that that night at uh, Hammerstein Ballroom, uh, it, would be, uh, it would be where it is now. But that's a thought, you know. I mean, that's a name. I mean, has anybody really talked about Samoa Joe at this point? You know, it, it, except, I mean, he left. And everybody was like, oh, where is it going to sign? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that would be an interesting one, I would think, right? Um, from a, from a new, current New Japan roster guy? Hmm. I mean, he's not doing anything right now. Would Shingo be a good name? Yeah, I mean, the match would be really good. They've, they've wrestled before, haven't they? I'm sure they've wrestled in the G1. Um did they? But, yeah, weren't they in the same block in 2019? 
if they did, I mean, it is early in the morning for me, Joel, but I don't know if they did. I'm certain that they did. Yeah? Obviously, it okay. didn't leave much of an impression on you. Yeah, I, right. I, I don't remember yeah, it being it really a particularly memorable with me. match for what it's worth. But there's, there's a name. How about Tanahashi? I think they need it. I think he's too, they they need him in Japan. I'm thinking of people who are already in the states. I mean, maybe. Even oh, all right. A, I mean, well, they, they can bring Collins in if they, if they can bring in. You know, they bring in. You know, they they brought in Kenta. They brought in uh, Yuji Nagata. Why not? Why not bring in Shingo? I don't. I just think he's too valuable for the what the product they're putting out in Japan at the moment. Is it? They're sending over people who are either going to be in the states anyway or. Guys who are not okay. really doing I much. Mean, but, I, mean, um, right, I won't be against it. I'll be okay with it, but I just I can't see it happening. All right, all right. Uh, I gave you two. Give me two. David Finney and Clark Connors. There you go. Clark Connors no longer uh, young line. Did I see that mm, right? You did. We, we'll get on to that. Got a lot to say about young Clark. Um, let me throw another question at you. Mark says I don't know if it would even be allowed, but could you see more Japanese talent coming over to AEW and or Strong? and getting a COVID vaccine while here. All signs seem to suggest that the vaccine rollout in Japan is extremely slow, and I can't imagine wrestlers are close to the phases uh, being allowed uh, to get appointments soon. So, you know, like if, uh, I said on Twitter that in Thailand at the moment, there are some companies who are offering vaccine vacations to the States. So you fly over there for like a week's holiday, you do some shopping, you get your COVID vaccine, and then fly back to Thailand. So maybe <laughs> wow. New Japan... That will be offering something similar to their roster. It's like, okay, yeah, you fly over, get get your vaccine, work a strong taping, have a match on Dynamite, maybe work Impact, and then back you go to Japan. See, here's the thing: we, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have zero problem with that period, um, as long as you know everybody's, you know, has we have the supply, um, and it feels like we do. Um, yeah, I think you're doing all right for supply. Seems right, seems fine. It we seems like it. you got enough. Maybe even more than enough. <laughs> you know what? Everybody wants three. What do you think of that? Well, everybody wants three. Now, oh, now we're a great country. Now, now it's uh, okay. All right, now you know who it is. All right. Uh, USA, USA, USA. You, yeah, come on. Listen, we did something right. We did something right. I'm proud of it. All right, Cody. Uh, God. <laughs> Come on, I gotta get my neck tattooed. Leave me alone. Um, I uh, when we got, I'm trying to think. Like, what did we have to do? We had to show, but that was a while ago. Like, we had. I to don't show, need I, to show anything now. They're fucking trying to bribe people with beer and I shots. know baseball <laughs> tickets. I know. I know. Can't walk down the street with someone trying to fucking vaccinate you in the states. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I swear to you, this is a true story. I went to. I had to get uh, a prescription refilled and I went and we have like, uh, you, you can drive through. So it's like almost like going to a fast food place and you drive through and you, you're like, you give your name and your insurance card and they give you your prescription and you don't even have to leave the car. It's wonderful. Uh, and I'm there. They're like, Hey, you get your second shot yet? And I was like, yeah. He goes, ah, cause we had like two or three extra for the day. And you know, we would like to use them. Like they were going to stick me. Right then and there, I was like, well, "No, I'm good. I got it." Um, I mean, I'll take a third one if you want. Um, but yeah, we 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 do have a we do have a surplus. That's for sure. But and here's the thing too. Like, here's what like there are still people that I mean, youngsters that like we have now where 
like you know 12 to 14 year olds can get it now um like here's the thing again if anybody wants it uh you can get it easily at this point easily um and the the way i kind of see it is if like you know at, we're at the point where these are people that aren't going to get it okay for whatever reasons they're not going to get it um let's start shipping it out let's 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 you know cuz here's the thing it's only going to help everyone like like if australia is is, is vaccinated right that's that's only going to help everyone if japan is vaccinated it's only going to help anyone india it's only going to help any everyone canada so you know notice how i didn't say thailand you notice that look at notice that joe i didn't even mention <laughs> get thailand in there Everyone. Probably, probably going to be well. They're, they're as bad as uh, Japan. I think what happened over here is when the infection levels are relatively low, they got really complacent. They were like, ah, it's fine. Apparently, they, the, the US even offered a load of uh, vaccines to Thailand, and Thailand were like, nah, we don't need that. We're fine. Aww. We've got it under control. And now it's all blown up in their face. So hopefully, lessons have been learned, and I'll get my vaccine soon. Although, you know, obviously... I don't have the, the pressing need to do it with all that bullshit about get the Chinese produced vaccine and you can come back to China fucking politicizing it. But uh, I would still like to have one. It would make me feel comfortable to get it. Do you have anything, anything that you want to get off your chest about China? Oh man, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about, I'm like, should I absolutely hour? bury them? Should I take it to the fucking woodshed on this episode? Cause <laughs> anyone from the uh, the ccp is listening but if they are i got i got a few choice words for you oh fuckers <laughs> oh no We're see that now that i'm no longer uh profiting no, you know from you their know, economic system I, I, can, uh, I can uh i can um condemn their human rights atrocities and now i'm no longer there i can say fucking hell their treatment of the Uyghur muslims absolutely atrocious damon <laughs> you wouldn't hear me saying that while i'm gamefully employed over there but now <laughs> Awful, awful. I can't. I cannot believe people go to that country and, and profit from these these human rights atrocities, Damon. How could people do that? How can they sleep at night and, and live with themselves doing that? Uh, I mean, you know, not for nothing. We're sure we have a quite, quite a laundry list over here. That I want, you know, uh, people in glass houses, as they say. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll hold off on that episode, and uh, uh, just because I don't want anyone knocking on your door. <laughs> I'm not in the country anymore. They can't get me, David. As long as I'm not I, criticizing listen, the, you know, the government look, and the, the royal family, the country that I'm in at the moment, then they can't get me, David. I'm untouchable. You're touchable. All right. I've seen movies where they, they'll find you. Uh, all right. So that's Are they going to send, like, Batman over <laughs> Christian yeah, Bell to yeah. extradite me and answer right. for my, uh, my podcast crimes? Yes. You know, I'm sure there's high-ranking government officials in China listening to the Super J cast. Uh, look, we, uh, we have not a lot to talk about with pro wrestling, do we? <laughs> okay, all right, back to the pro wrestling. I do, oh. well, D- Damon, there's plenty. You know, we've talked about Moxley versus Nagata. We're 42 minutes into the show. Uh, Mr. Right. Cardin says, if AW were to do another open challenge angle for the TNT title, who from New Japan would you like to come to AW and challenge Miro for that title? So Miro, the, the artist formerly known as Rusev. Esther's back. Oh, Hello, darling. You want to challenge Miro for the title? I think he's a bit big for you, darling. He'd probably bust you up. I, I wouldn't fancy your chances. Um, yeah, so would you like to see anyone from New Japan coming over to have a crack at that belt, the, the TNT title? Not a single person. 
Is that the, like the I, I? That's the you know that's their TV title. No, that's Darby Correct. Allen. What's the TNT? Yeah, title? no, no. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I oh. believe Miro beat Darby Allen for it. Okay, on um, right. the show that we're talking about. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, notice how well you go and tune into everything elite on the Voice yeah. Wrestling Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alrighty then. Someone, someone asked if we were going to do a crossover podcast to talk about Moxie versus Nagata. It's like, really, a crossover <laughs> podcast to talk about a ten-minute match? Are you joking, mate? It's, no. Actually, that would be that'd be great given our time stamps for most shows. <laughs> oh yeah, they, maybe we could get a, a bit of a bump from them. They've, they've got all their. <laughs> they're advertising money in there, so uh, they, you know, oh, they yeah, still got yeah. the my bookie and the all that shit. Uh, okay, are they, doing, are they doing well? Are they doing well? Yeah, of course. They're talking about US wrestling. Yeah. Why do you think I'm leaning so hard on the strong stuff? I'm <laughs> hoping that they come back to us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably in a good spot. Mm. All right. Listen, well, we were there once. <laughs> we were hot once. The glory we days. Uh, Leave the memories alone. Oh, I know. All right. Um, uh, who do I want? I, I mean, I, uh, you don't care. That's fine. It's okay. That's I fine. honestly don't. Uh, I, another match I watched. Uh, where I've, you know, I've, I've seen these little matches popping up on Worlds. So I thought, you know, I'll check it out. I watched Carl Addison versus David Finley. I, I wasn't planning on watching that, but when uh, an interesting looking 10 minute match pops up on Worlds, I thought, why not? Uh, you know, it, it's not likely to convert me into becoming a, an avid Impact fan. You know, it's more like I, I just want to see what Finley's up to. But I, I, I do appreciate the way these promotions are working together. It, it seems like a healthy relationship with Impact. It's providing alternatives to uh, uh, the, the the monolithic, monopolistic industry leader, which, you know, I, that can only be a good thing. So I was watching this match. And then, of course, it ends with uh, Kenny running in and causing the DQ. <laughs> Reminded me why I don't <laughs> like watching US wrestling in the first place. But, you know, I'm not going to bury them for it. It was a, a setup match for sure. I, I saved my energy for burying shitty New Japan booking. You know, if, if it starts bleeding over into Impact, then the, the games are really. So I'm guessing you didn't watch this one. But sticking with Impact, did you see El Fantasmo against Josh Alexander for the uh, X Division title? Because this is recommended to me by uh, listener Frankie, who said, uh, would recommend watching the CLP versus Alexander match from Impact. Absolutely the type of guy they should be bringing in for best of Super Juniors. And the match here rules. So did you manage to see this one, Damon? Uh, no, I did not. Unfortunately, I did not. Did you see it? I did. I did see it. And I, like Frankie, was really impressed by Josh Alexander. He's reminds me a bit of Kurt Angle. He's got like the wrestling oh. headgear on, the the um, the singlet, and a very sort of Matt Grappling-based style. So I like the look. I like the gimmick. And I, again, it just makes you wonder if he would be interested in flying over for some matches or a best of the Super Juniors because God knows that the New Japan Junior Division needs uh, some fresh faces in it right now. You know, uh, the match was really good. You know, we know what ELP can do. But, uh, you know, he definitely played his part here. It made Josh Alexander look good. Really good match. It made me want to see more of Josh Alexander. Certainly made me want to see him in New Japan. He looks good. He's got intensity. He's got the wrestling chops. Good transitions. His moves look like they hurt. Like there was a the, the climactic part of the match where he it was like a, a power bomb into his knee. Looked really nasty, and then transitioned that into an ankle lock. So if New Japan can work out a deal, that's a no brainer for me. So again, if anyone hasn't watched it, fire up New Japan World. Check it out. Josh Alexander, very very impressive. All right, so you, you're recommending people go out? Uh, is it a, a go out of your way and watch, or? 
Yes, I would say go out your way and watch it. It's you know, it's not particularly long. It's like the the whole video file is about twenty minutes, and I I guarantee you'll come away with it wanting to see Josh Alexander in New Japan. Whether or not that happens in the future, who knows? But again, I just I like to see these partnerships with AEW and Impact, so you get interesting little opportunities popping up like this. All right, Esther. All right, we get it. <laughs> She's always trying to put herself over this one. Really? All right, uh, let's move on to New Japan Strong then. So ah. we opened up with. Uh, so this is the Collision Tour. Started off with Rocky Romero defeating AJZ in 10 minutes 56 seconds via backslide. Uh, so we've got Dave. We've got another uh, three-letter initial wrestler here, and eventually, I hope this is going to pay off. I, I want to see uh, an AJZ versus TJP versus DKC versus ACH versus ELP letters on a pole match where all those letters are suspended above the ring and the wrestlers have to climb up a ladder and, and retrieve three letters and whatever letters they they retrieve, that's that's what their new name's got to be. I don't know, maybe I need to workshop that a bit more. It doesn't seem that good when I said it out loud. <laughs> it sounded better in my head than when I've actually vocalised it. But uh, I, I thought this was good. I thought AJZ looks good. He kind of reminds me of a young Billy Gunn, actually. Very, very hateable gimmick uh, in a good way. And this guy's a kid. He's only 22 years old. He's from Ohio Valley Wrestling. So he's, he gets the standard introductory singles match with Rocky. You know, Rocky's the, uh, the gatekeeper here on Strong. I thought uh, AJZ showed some good stuff here. I like the, the pop-up punch. Very athletic. He showed a lot of passion. Selling was good. I liked him using the anyone who's seen the movie Enter the Dragon. He used the, the roper counter to the armbar with biting Rocky's leg there. Finish was really interesting. Really remarkable here with Rocky stealing the win uh, with a backside. You don't often see that with uh, these these new young guys coming. And usually Rocky will go over pretty comprehensively. But they made AJZ look very strong here. And I think that's significant. You know, I don't know if he's going to turn out to be a, a huge success. But anyway, it, it is good to see strong doing some, what I, what I think is really good quality scouting, finding exciting talent in the American independent circuit, guys who haven't been hoovered up into the performance center uh, yet, you know, and, and perhaps AJZ should be gunning for uh, a spot in the LA Dojo to train with Shibata. I mean, I would be if I were a young American wrestler. I think the DKC, it could be the blueprint for that path if, for other wrestlers. And looking more long-term, uh, AJZ, he's the golden boy. Let's pair him up with Jordan Clearwater. Get a strong tag division cooking. So, what did you think of the match? What did you think of AJZ? I liked AJZ. Um, I thought the match was f- more than fine. I mean, I'm, it's hard to to get super excited about you know an opening match like this. But um, I here's what I do like. I like the fact that you like people know that okay, you're in the ring, singles match. It's Rocky Romero. And I don't know if it's people get out their their critique notebook, you know, but they, they kind of know that it's time uh, to. St- I, I don't want to say if they've got the chops, right? You got to, you know, it, it, you're treating it like it's a tryout, right? Um, I, and I kind of like that. I only in the sense that, like, you're in your mind, you're kind of rooting for the person to do well. Right, and if that's AJZ, if that's Fred Rosser, if that's fucking you know whomever, right? You know that they're when they're in that spot, like in at least in my mind, like I'm rooting for them to do well. And I thought they did well. Kept up. Uh, I think Rocky's fantastic. Rocky's been all over the place. It feels like I've seen more. I feel like I've seen more Rocky in the past week than I have uh, in months. 
Uh, but it was good. It was fine. Yeah, and it was surprising. A little backslide win. It was fine. What was that? Like, it's eight minutes? You know, it's good. Our second match was Leo Rush and Fred Rosser defeating Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. So Leo Rush got the pin over El Fantasmo in 9 minutes 53 following the rush hour. And I just think it's kind of cool how we have a, a sort of Hontai New Japan army in strong. And it kind of feels to me like Fred Rosser is the, the de facto leader for that. I, I don't know if you feel that way, but I, I sort of get really good <laughs> dad energy from Fred Rosser. I really like him. He just seems like a nice dude. Uh, anyway, so we've got a tag match here with relatively deep history as far as strong goes between the participants you know elp and uh, leo rush have had a few matches together uh, in uh, super j cup tournaments over the last couple of years rossa and hikoleo also approaching their rubber match as well so right. i think in, in strong we sort of move beyond the four random dudes paired together era and we're starting to to build some long-term stories here nice little appetizer for the fred rossa against hikoleo no dq match coming up I really like both promos afterwards from Rosser and, and Leo Rush. I thought yep. it put over the feuds well. Made me excited to see the next chapter. One thing I'm not so keen on is Alex Kozlov heel commentary. It's quite irritating. He's not a good commentator. If they can get someone else in, they should. Because I think if they are going to try and, and make something of New Japan Strong, he would be uh, a, a weak link, I think, at least. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... I think people at first were kind of like uh, not happy with it, and then it got to the point where it was it was bad, but it was almost comically bad. So people almost enjoyed it, if that's you know if that's a thing. But yeah, I mean, I I I tend to agree. I don't I don't I yeah I'll leave it at that. I don't want to I don't want to bury the guy, but I don't I don't know if, if that's the best fit. Um, and that's okay, you know, not everybody's. Not everybody can cut it doing that. It's not the easiest thing to do. But, yeah, it's a little. Uh, but you're right. I do like the fact that, yeah, there there is underlying backstories in this. Um, Hikaleo, Rosser, uh, El Fantasmo, Leo Rush. Um, and the fact that we're, you mentioned the, the backstage promos, too, where, um, who was it? Uh, who was first? Um, Fred uh, Rosser. First. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talking about the feud there, um, mentioned like this family and stuff, and then you know you had the, the Leo Rush one, where he gets the gets a little revenge for uh, the losses that he had. So yeah, it's good. I mean, I like this show a lot because again, and it doesn't feel like we we add a lot of insight into the matches themselves just because they're short. But that I I, I like that. They, they, I feel like they speak for themselves. I mean, what more can we say about them? I think they're presented well, they're, it, but, but it's quick. It's fine. And our main event was a special elimination match with the Team Filthy team of Danny Limelight, J.R. Kratos, Chris Dickinson, Tom Lawler, defeating the team of Clark Connors, TJP, Brody King, Carl Frederick. So it finished in 18 minutes, 36 seconds, with Chris Dickinson uh, throwing Clark Connors over the top rope. I 
think. That's what it says here on the website anyway. Uh, so I really like this one. So first of all, the, the, the most notable thing, I guess, is the fact that Clark Connors has graduated. He's got his new gear. He is the Wild Rhino. And I just thought this was a really fun match, really well-booked main event, gave everyone a bit of shine, set up some future programs. So for example, there's a bit of disharmony between Clark and TJP. You know, they faced each other in the the New Japan Cup USA, so maybe they're going to resume their feud. We have Carl Fredericks managing to eliminate Tom Lawler, so maybe Carl has got a claim to a future title shot for that never open weight, uh, sorry, the strong open weight title. Uh, and I, I really like the closing sequence between Clark and Dickinson. That was particularly good, you know, arguably two of the best wrestlers in that match. We finished with uh, Team Filthy betraying Chris Dickinson, which was a shame. You know, I, I was uh, right, kind of hoping they, they'd do something refreshing and have them manage to keep it together until they had their, their title match. But it, it's to be expected. You know, this is, I know this is New Japan, uh, but it's still US wrestling at the end of the day. Um, so, and also we got a little shout out to the Violence Unlimited, the ROH stable at the end where Brody King and Chris Dickinson uh, were, were there for each other and shook hands. But I thought this was a really fun main event, Damon. I like the main event a lot. Um, uh, Team Filthy, I like a lot. I'm really liking a lot. I, I wish they would have stretched this out a little bit more um, and not have the turn so quick. Um, I mean, look, I I understand that it does add a little bit more heat to the to the title match, um, and it's been done, you know, plenty of times in the U.S. Uh, Brody King. Yeah. I like this show, man. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Uh, I thought it was strong. Pardon the pun. I thought it was a strong show. And here's the thing, too. I, the one I remember back, I always used to say, you know, they could just get a little bit more uh, story-based and a little bit more of a hook, right, to keep you watching week to week. And I think they're getting that element. I think that's I think that's absolute I think this was probably the episode that had more of that than anyone I remember. That they're clicking on all cylinders, man. I'm not I'm not lying. They are clicking on all cylinders. I can't believe anyone at this point is not in on this. Like I just feel like you're missing out. Get you gotta get on the strong band. I mean, Joel was first. I mean, there's no doubt. And I've gradually kind of Okay, all right. I got to catch, got to catch, got to catch. And I got to be honest with you. As Joel still has to remind me sometimes that, oh, don't forget strong. But, oh, I forgot to catch it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, every time I turn it off, every time I turn it off, I, I'm not disappointed that I watched it. I'm not. I think it's the – seriously, I, I say this without any hint of uh, sarcasm or any hint of – I think it's the best U.S. pro wrestling show. I really do. I mean, for for the money, I think it's the best pro wrestling TV show on right now. I agree with you. I've you know I've said the same thing many weeks ago. Um, you know, this is it's not me throwing shade at Dynamite. I can see Dynamite is a really popular show. I can see why loads of people really like it. But for my particular taste, I like the simplicity of strong it is elegant in its simplicity it's really you know it's a short show I, I, i'm just repeating myself i say the same things about strong every week they still apply it's really good and if you like wrestling you should be watching strong um, i mean in terms of getting you hooked for next week next week we've got 
Uh, singles match, we've got Alex Coglin versus Bateman, which should be really interesting. I'll be interested to see who picks up the win there. We've got Brody King and Carl Fredericks against Danny Limelight and JR Kratos. And then our main event is a no DQ match between Fred Rosser and Hikoleo. And if you'd have told me uh, even 12 months ago that I'd be really looking forward to a Fred Rosser versus Hikoleo match, then right. I would have called you a liar. But I'm, I'm well into this statement. Let me give you this. We are now moving in on June. Do you think Fred Rosser gets most improved votes for year-end awards? I think he deserves it. I, I think too. Because you know, when he first arrived in Strong, I said it. I said on this show, I was like, oh, you know, he's still working like a, what looks like a WWE house style to me. I'm like, you know, it's a bit cheesy. I'm not not a fan, but I'm eating my words here because I think he's really improved. He's really stepped up. He's he's laying in his strikes. He's throwing his weight around. He's he is wrestling like a big, muscular, strong dude like him should be wrestling. He's playing to his strengths, and the, the character's coming across well. You know, this is a guy who works hard, he, he's, he's honest, he fights the right way, but if you piss him off, he's going to fuck you up, and I really like that. I think he does. I think there's going to be a lot of strong votes. Like, I think I think strong as, just in general, like the 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 way it's booked and the way that the show is, is, is delivered and packaged. Um, and all the wrestlers, like, I bet you strong gets like a, like what, what, what category do is it like most, not most improved, but like, um, I don't know, highlight or I don't know what we have. I know we have biggest disappointment, but, um, you know, strong, strong has like in a year where we've had good new Japan stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, main roster stuff. We've had good stuff. Um, but, you know, we've had our struggles too. I think Strong is one of the highlights that New Japan has right now. And I think year-end, I mean, if they continue on this path, if they continue this momentum, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of, like, they might not get, like, first-place votes. They might not even get second-place votes. But you're going to see shit like, you know, Tom Lawler get votes. You'll see Chris Dickinson get votes for stuff. You'll see Clark Connors get votes for stuff. You'll, you'll, and again, Fred Rosser, you'll, you'll see get votes for stuff. Um, I think they'll be in the mix. I think they'll be in the mix. I mean, they're not going to walk away with awards, but I think people are starting to recognize and I think if you're listening to this podcast, you have to start to recognize that show as a show that you watch every week. Have to. Totally agree. And I'll tell you, if they get permission to start getting fans in there, then I'm going to be a very, very happy boy. So uh, that is Strong Covered. So we'll do some questions then, Damon. Um, yeah, we can do a couple of questions, sure. Discord Vase Collector says, what's the over-under date on Miho Abe and Taichi reuniting? Only then will I feel like things are back to normal. So do you, do you think that's going to happen in the future or are you not really bothered? I mean, I think it will happen. I think she's important to, to the to the gimmick. Um, I guess, you know, they're just trying to cut people that have to be in the arena, right? Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think I think definitely they'll be back together. I don't know if, why not? Why not? 
Yeah, I feel Zach is kind of playing a, a similar role at the moment, but I would never say no <laughs> to getting Miho back. I'm, I'm a fan. I think it, it yeah. enhances Taichi's gimmick, so hopefully we get to see her soon. Uh, Bash says, what do you think of the new Apple podcast subscription service that's announced today? Will you be joining or sticking with Red Circle with donations? Look, I know nothing about it, so if someone can uh, tweet me or message me and explain what it is and can I make money from it, then I, I, I'm all ears. I don't know. Do you know anything about the Apple no. podcast subscription? No? Well, let us know. We're, we're always open to new things like that. Uh, although I think Red Circle's been good for us so far. P- people have been quite generous with that. It's always good to see the um, money coming in every month and, and people digging into their pockets and supporting us. So thank you for all the people who've done that. We we appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, okay, so Dylan says, if there was an ESL or Pro Wrestling Noah type split of talent from NJPW, who would you take from New Japan to build a new company around? So... I don't know, let's say maybe one person, or you could do more than one if you want. Who would you be taking to, to build your promotion around? Who'd be your ace? Um, I would take Okada. Hmm. Broken down old man Okada. Uh, listen, all he, needs is a, <laughs> all he needs is a little rehab, take some time off, rest his bumps and bruises. Uh, he's, come on, he's... he's what 30 if that um he's still one of the greatest of all time is okada one of the greatest of all time yeah yeah definitely okay i'm taking okada i am taking as the star of my company building the whole promotion around great okan wow yeah look at you what a gut that's a gutsy move so in four months, when when you're running your last show, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you haven't wait. You have that entire roster. You're really going to take the great Okan. Yeah, it's going to be a sort of '80s style uh, <laughs> Saturday morning ITV World of Sport promotion. Wow! Look at you. That's gutsy. Who's your second pick? Um, Dick Togo. No. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, I can't if wait. I can take from abroad as well, yeah. I would take Clark Connors. Wow. Oh, look at you. That's that is going to be my flagship feud in my sold Great out O'Con- Tokyo Dome. Clark Connors. O'Con against Clark Connors. Wow. I mean, okay. I, uh, I'm trying to think second. outside the box here. You know, I could give <laughs> boring picks, but I, I like it. I'm, I'm standing by my idea. Okay, I will take as my second pick Hiromu Takahashi. All right, so we're doing. Is that you going for that to be your big money feud as well, Okada against Hiromu? Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be it, but I, I got plans. I got plans. I'm calling my promotion the Hospital Ward. <laughs> <laughs> We don't run shows. We just look at watch people get like massages and uh, uh, wrapped up in that uh, athletic tape. That's yeah, like. yeah. Okada's doing a fishing program. Hiromu doing lots of chat shows where he's doing wacky things like putting on makeup, yep. doing his artwork, yep. painting channels. Yep. <laughs> That's a, this, this, this sounds wonderful. Oh, okay, uh, Bash says, do you think New Japan keep up this format of multiple shows when the pandemic is over, or do they go back to the old format of one big long show instead of spreading things out? So would you rather have big shows going five hours long like they used to with, with these solid undercards, or the pick-and-choose matches you want to watch in the COVID era that we're in now? 
They're going to get as many shows as they can in as many buildings that are willing to pay them uh, to make up for lost funds. Uh, so I don't see the five hours. Here's the thing. They are probably told they got to keep shows under a certain time frame. Like the buildings are like you can't run a fucking five hour show. We can't do that in this day and age. You we got to do we got to do a two hour because again it's not just the wrestlers, it's the production crew, it's the vendors, it's the people who clean the arena. It like they want people in and get the fuck out. Um, so they're going to do as many shows as they possibly can. So I think we'll see this what we have right now for the foreseeable future. Gary says, is Tangaloa ready to be the breakout star from G.O.D.? He's looking amazing yeah. on the road to <laughs> He said, if so, does he need to leave Bullet Club for it to happen? Where's his ceiling? We talked about Tangaloa before. Give me a ceiling on Tangaloa, please. Uh, you, you saw it. <laughs> that, 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 I don't think uh, he's a, no, I don't, uh, come on. Are you, do you really want to, give me a title that you would put on him. A singles title that you're going to put on him. No. Exactly. I refuse. <laughs> He's not getting one. Not yet, anyway. But uh, I, I can't see it. I think you know, maybe on that he... roster. Nah. On that roster, nah. you're going to give him the title. No, nah. a title. No, you're not doing that. Uh, okay. Uh, Steel O'Neill says, "Who in New Japan would should get a rebrand to look slash act like Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village, who we talked about last week? Uh, their height could be magically changed to ten feet." Uh, sorry to recycle an answer. I would have Great Okan as a ten feet, but I'd also have Great Okan. I'd have Lady, Lady Anime Great Okan, <laughs> the busty anime Lady Great Okan, ten foot tall, just chasing people around the arenas, picking them up and that, and, and terrorizing them. Uh, maybe wow. that could be the gimmick for my <laughs> new promotion. <laughs> Clark Connors, we got a gimmick for you. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. Uh, do I have to answer that? I, no, I would no, give you it. Don't, you don't have to. No. All right, I'll, I'll say Hikaleo because he's got the height already. <laughs> okay. uh, MMA Army says if you could pick one of the older, currently contracted post forty club back to their prime in current day New Japan, who would it be? So Nagata, Tenzan, Kojima, etc. Removing Tanahashi from this is he's probably most people's choice. So if you could uh, bring one of the dads into their prime, who would you do? Hmm. Kojima. Was awesome. Triple crown on where a lot of those matches are really good. He might be my pick. Yeah, I would go that route. I got Nagata. I was always a, a huge fan of his. I really enjoyed that. Like, you know, just the whole Inokiism thing just didn't just worked oh, out really okay. badly for Yuji Nagata. I think had it had that not been a thing, then he could have been a, a huge or a, definitely a much bigger star in pro wrestling than he turned out to be. Okay, but just, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's play the devil's advocate on that. Anoki rolls the dice, throws him in that in that fucking fire pit, and let's say he survives. And not only survives, let's say by by the flukiest of fluky flukes, he wins, right? And and you know then maybe he, they do it again, and he wins again. He becomes the biggest star in fucking pro wrestling. He becomes Sakuraba. 
<laughs> you know so, what I mean? Sorry, just so I'm clear, you're saying if Yuji Nagata managed to beat Mirko Krokop and Fedor yes! Emelianenko, two of the greatest MMA heavyweights of all time, if he yes. managed to beat them, it could have been a very different story. Yeah, what? I, I agree. <laughs> if it turned okay, out that Yuji what... Nagata was actually one of the greatest fighters on the planet, then <laughs> yes, but he wasn't what I'm and he didn't. Is, but, but again, they rolled the dice. The odds were absolutely stacked against them, Joel. But all I'm saying is if one fucking punch, one punch landed. Hey, listen, Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. Right? I don't don't know how, this is not a a referendum on Enochism. I'm not, you know, that's another discussion. I I don't think it was all bad. I like Bob Sapp. I thought he was a decent wrestler back in the day. You know, we still got our old watch along notes from that well I have anyway we, we never talked about so I'll, I'll save them save them oh. my hot takes about Bob Sat for another day but the question was who would you bring back to their prime my answer would be Yuji Nagato because I think he's yeah. brilliant and I, I love him. him I love him too I love him too uh, Aditya says uh, Damon's throwaway line last week about Liger returning makes me think why not let Liger help the booking wasn't he didn't wasn't he wasn't he used to book the junior heavies was Liger's time yeah. as a booker any badly I, is he not currently involved in the booking i'm sure he is i'm sure he's a voice in there he might uh, yeah i'm sure he's a voice in there uh but i don't know if he's at every show and i don't know if you know i don't he seems to be i, I see him everywhere else but at wrestling shows it feels like um uh i mean look he yes he did to answer the question and yes he could um and i don't think they would hand wave him and be like, okay, we got it all under control. Thanks. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know how, how much input he would have at this point. He seems very content. He really does. <laughs> I mean, every, every time I see him, he looks happier than he ever has. Uh, he looks like a guy, you know, he looks like a guy who, you know, there's a big difference between a guy who retires and doesn't really retire. Like they have to work because they don't really have the money. And, but if you have the money, and you retire, oh, life is great. Oh, I can't think of anything. He enjoys his fishing and painting his Godzillas. What is, does he really want to get involved in you know, fucking fucking New Japan? Uh, like, you know, show up do commentating. Oh, he's living the life. Living the life. Hmm. Let me jump into our next question then. Cola Blue says, it's a great Ibushi interview on the website about the 99% negative reaction about the unification, and also has a great bit about Ibushi's personal dojo being his quote-unquote mind palace. So the question is, what's your mind palace? Um, I'm not exactly sure what a mind palace is, but I sometimes uh, like to imagine myself walking around the Spencer Mansion from the uh, Resident Evil <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil remake, without all the monsters and zombies in there, but I just, I just like the architecture. I like that house. I like the mansion, so I sort of imagine I'm walking around there because I've played it so many fucking times, I know it uh, off by heart. So uh, there's my answer. Do you, do you have a mind palace, Damon? Well, I, I will say this, that in my house, there are two rooms that I think... I get most of my decompression. You know what I mean? Like there are rooms that just have a certain f- feel, I guess, that I prefer. Uh, one is our bedroom. Like, we, and we say it all the time. It's just like literally you're brought, oh, you're taken away from the world. Uh, and truth be told, second is my bar. Like, I we just sit out there, and it's like it's just a, I don't know, it's just like a like a, a good place. 
And so, yeah, I, def- I, I definitely can subscribe to that theory. Uh, but I would say bedroom <clears throat> bar. Alfredo says, what, what would be the best way to separate the current world title back to the heavy world and intercontinental straps? Who does it? I thought we were past this. That was the one saving grace of them doing this stupid fucking unification is that we stop getting questions every month about how they're <laughs> going to separate the both. It's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to yeah. do it. I, I don't think we're going to see the IC title again, personally. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, they, this is it. That this is, this is it. Let me, uh, right, now that you've had some time to digest it, what do you think of the title? The actual belt itself. It's okay. I mean, it's not a terrible looking title. I just think the problem is that it's replacing one that I thought was sort of aesthetically perfect. So, yeah, it's it's fine. Still don't like it. Still don't like it. I really don't. I just, I just, I, just, I don't know. I just, I will say this though. Somebody had mentioned it too. It feels like it fits Will perfectly. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like, like around his waist. Like it feels yeah, like it was like yeah. custom made for him. Yeah, you know? even the, um, the, the little wings yeah, on it as well. They honestly, just seem to I really don't like the look of it. But oh well, yeah, it is what it is. Jake says, "Sand changing the Booker or pairing up with Western promotions. What is the best option for rejuvenating a flagging New Japan product?" Well, I've already gone into that, Jake, in this show. Uh, Ten foot tall uh, lady, Great Okan with <laughs> big boobs. That- <laughs> That's it. Away we go. <laughs> No, I don't, because I, I would have said, you know, I, I think pairing up with uh, AW and Impact is taking good steps towards that. But uh, the, the parameters of the question says that's not allowed. So what do you think, David? What could New Japan do to inject a bit of life and, and excitement back into the product? I think they're doing a good job. Look, if, if one of our biggest complaints were shows being shows with matches that were uh, and then a main event that were okay and not great. And now you have a guy uh, that is your, your world champion that can produce great matches um, and, and, and leave, leave you satisfied. That's that helps. Trust me, that helps. The biggest problem is this. Start, stop, start, stop, empty sh- empty arena, half full arena, programs being scratched, uh, just just a lack of d- overall direction just because it's hard to have any momentum or direction with the way that things are going on over there. It's tough. Um, I will say that if G1 could could definitely do that. I feel like everybody's on board when it comes to G1. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of gets back on the ship because they know they're going to see some great stuff overall. Again, there are times, though, but they I, – I hate to say it. They got to really do a, do a great job, and I don't know if we're in that, that, that super G1 era anymore, right? We're in that opening night, great, a handful of matches in the middle, great, and then finals, great kind of mode. And I, I, I hope that they find a way to get out of that because they really need – that could be a great tool to re-spark energy and, and, and chatter and that. Um, so I think, I think they really need a, a solid G1 to get people back on board. 
Dr. Gary says, at what point do we see the transition of Tanahashi to full-blown dad status? Do you see any other titles in his future? I, I still think he's way too valuable to... I don't know if I could ever see him just becoming sort of random dad in an eight-man undercard tag match. I always think there's enough cachet with him to, to be doing something interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, it, let's put it this way. I think it's, it's his decision. I don't think anybody's going to come to him and be like, you're dad now. Like, I just think he's got too much stroke. Um, that being said, uh, he look, he's not the same guy he was five years ago. He is, uh, you know, just a laundry list of injuries. But but of anybody who can piece together a pro wrestling match and make it great and, quite honestly, get up for a big spot, it's him. You know what I mean? Like I always say, you know, Tokyo Dome, don't count Tanahashi out. And he and he delivers. Um so no, I think I think that's I don't think that necessarily ever happens in the sense that we see it now. Um I think it will always somewhat be in a mix. I really do. Sizzleby says, earlier this year you guys said Okada would win either New Japan Cup or G1 and Osprey would win the other. What's your guys' stance on this now? How does Shingo, Ibushi, Naito, etc. fit into this picture? Oh, am I still going to back Okada for the G1? I don't know now because I could actually. I, I think he was a favourite to beat Will Osprey and, and win that title. So I'm not sure about Okada winning G1 now. I... I think he does. I, th- I think he does. I think that's. I think that's where we're going. I think he. I think Okada wins G one. And Wrestle Kingdom is Will and uh, and Okada, because again, we don't know what the status is of these other. Don't. I mean, they might just scrap them. I mean, let's put it this way: How do they go back on? That? Like, how do they? I don't like. There's so many I don't knows. Like. Like literally, they could just say, "Okay, we're not going to run these shows." And and can I be honest with you? Would anyone be upset with that if they just said, "Okay, we had that we were going to do it. And we're not going to do it now. We're moving forward in the calendar year, and we're focused on G one." Would anybody have a problem with that? No, I think that would be the best best thing to do, personally. Right? Why shoehorn it in? Why why try to fit? 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag let's just you know I think that might be the best way to go alright uh, uh, let's stop there because my dinner's just arrived I'm hungry uh, so <laughs> thank you everyone uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw some money our way discord link is is that you knocking no I'm not here um, I was talking to Mally I heard oh, knocking I'm worried someone was at the, at the door uh, Discord link is in the show notes at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast if you want to get one of our t-shirts big thank you to Editor Dan find him on Twitter at LousyHero219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network give us a five snake review on iTunes follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast thank you everyone for listening and now stick around and enjoy some more of the very best of the SuperJCast brought to you by uh, John Entman so I hand over to Editor Dan and we'll see See you guys next week. Yeah, firstly, an apology. Um, I did end up putting every single one of the clips 
um, on the last episode and then found out when I woke up the next day that um, I might have gone a little bit overboard and I was only meant to use a few. So apologies for that. Uh, so coming up now is some of the clips that we had to take out from the last week. It won't be five hours long, I promise. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, enjoy, guys, and speak to you soon. Peace. And it's a magical time of the year and it's uh, a little different going to be a little bit different, but in many ways, in many regards, Jealous is going to be the same, and it's, for me, one of the best times of the year. Um, every night, you turn on that TV, you know you're going to get something good, um, and I'm not, I'm not excited about much. I'm excited about this, for sure. So, so okay, whatever time that might wind up being East Coast, I'll I, the minute I wake up, TV pop on, and then I'll and then I'll watch those matches to be to remain spoiler free because I have people in my life that okay, of course I'm not on Twitter, but oh they'll text me. Is Sarah oh, going to run in the room and be like, oh my god, <laughs> did you see Ishii just getting the big right. upset there? Right, would it be my life? my cat will instantly speak English? Hey, Okada got a big win there, didn't he? Oh, fuck yourself, peanut. That's that's as as the kids like to say. That's my jam. Stranger things have happened in the fucking world of pro graps, as the kids hate saying, and I do too. I know, I know, I know. Jericho doesn't, you know, this is his band. Fuck, does he? He right. do whatever he wants. <laughs> no masks for Jericho Cruz. Uh didn't he perform at like that Sturgis rally, that motorcycle rally yep. thing? Yep. Yeah, that turned that's turned into a nice little idea, wasn't it? Nice little super yeah, spreader idea. Yeah, it didn't go very well, did it? Ah, uh, you know, a couple people were sick, and you know, hey, look, everybody's gonna be all right. It's just a flu, dude. Just a flu. Everybody's gonna be all right. Ah, uh, what? How many people got it? Oh, okay. How many? Do- okay, from that one of it. Oh, gotta hear, gotta hear some Fozzie though. Got to hear some Fozzie. What? You're sick? Okay. Ventilate? What? Okay. Got to hear some Fozzie. Yeah. Fucking world stinks. I've got this mental image of Osprey and Jay White laying out the match beforehand and Jay White suggesting stuff and Osprey being like, no, I've got a better idea. How about I, I do a, a top rope drop kick and a, a pip pip cheerio and a, a springboard Oz cutter? And Jay White just sighing and being like, giving up and being like, okay, well, whatever, we'll do it your way. Like, you know, when you're in primary school and there was always that one really annoying hyperactive kids who you play with and they keep changing the rules so they can look cool and win that that's what this felt like osprey he looked like a, a hyperactive kid who's living out some kind of power fantasy and jay white he looked like he'd given up and phoned it in and, and then add to that the backstage promo afterwards is osprey channeling the spirit of kenny omega i don't know if you've seen this one but it's, it's uncanny he sounds exactly like him he declares himself the billy goat making one of the most horrific sounds I've ever had the misfortune of hearing. Like, the man looks genuinely unhinged. He, he looks like he's been sitting at home for months, getting shit on by everyone on social media, rightly so, finally making it back to Japan, getting back in the ring to do what he loves, and genuinely believing that he's the best wrestler in the world who can do whatever the fuck he wants. And maybe I'm being worked, maybe this is his plan, maybe it's a, a heel turn, but honestly it ruined that match for me and it's making me pray that Ibushi knees his face in next week so wow. there you go there's there's my rant over I think it's it's all been very intentionally done by Okada and to use a, a, a disgusting uh, sexual 
uh, analogy for it. It's like, you know, he's edging, or, or, or and you know, you're getting there, you're ready for the the big bit at the end, and then he's leaving you with blue balls or ruined <laughs> orgasm or whatever disgusting what? metaphor you want to use there. But it, it all feels very intentional. Yeah. But I can't give it the double thumbs up until I've seen what the payoff is. There's not a podcast on God's green earth that's going to compare Okada matches to Edge. <laughs> I love it. This is what it felt like in that Shingo match. Like he's got he's got our dick in his hands and he's doing all his little tricks. <laughs> You're like, oh yes, come on, Kazuchika, give me give me release, and then right. you just you, you get a sad little dribbly ruined orgasm <laughs> at the end when he slaps on the money clip. You're like, oh, you're so close to it being perfect, and you just you ruined it. Oh, oh yes, I know it's vile, but am I am I out to lunch? Uh, <laughs> is that pretty not hard, an analogy. I got a boner. I'm not going to lie. Upbeat. All right. Sticks to some good news. Did you see the Ricky Choshu TikTok videos? <laughs> yes. I wonder if I could replicate that. That was the first thing I, I said in my mind. I was like... That's what I, a promotional video for your penalty box. For the, the penalty box bar with you doing those Ricky Choshu TikToks. I want the, like, you know, the one where there's like little clones of him in the background yeah. or the one of him showering. That's what I want. I'm going to do... I'll do the dance. I'll do the dance one. The Where he's like... Left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm, up, up, up. I could do that. I think I could do that. I'm not very coordinated when it comes to the dancing. Um, I did see that. He's he. he why would it got? Why would why would why is he on there? What is he doing? What is he? What is he? What is he up to? I'm, He's probably incredibly bored. Me and Mally went through a TikTok phase as well when there was the lockdown in Thailand. So I'm not going to judge him. But then I realized after about a week, I was like. Well, <laughs> I tell you what happened was um, I was sort of playing around with it for a while, you know, uploading some funny videos, me and Esther or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the algorithm got me because every time I open it up, there'd be just my feed would just be populated by uh, exclusively of videos of like sexy Asian women yeah. doing like sexy dances. So then I was like, okay, this, <laughs> it knows me too well now. I've got, I've got to delete this app before I get in trouble. I know. <laughs> and I don't know how it happened. I have no idea how it happened. I didn't subscribe to any of this. It was just like, we know you, Joel. This is what you like. This is what you like looking at. So here you are. I was like, fuck it. Joel, get out of my head, TikTok. <laughs> I swear I'm the same way. This happened to me. Wait. So, okay. Again, I have, uh, you know, I have an Instagram account, but I only, I don't post anything. And, um, uh, I just use it to follow, honestly, breweries and um, you, <laughs> to be truthful. Um, and But yet, like, I'll look at my, like, you know, you just hit the little search button. And it is all, like, college-age girls um, and or girls who work in kind of pseudo- strip clubs like not like a hooters you know not that's not really a strip club but you're wearing a, a lot less clothes than everyone else um and it's all these girls doing that these those dances whatever the i don't even know is it is it does it have a name joel these dances you know the dances i'm talking about no, I, where they just move their fucking arms in like a boxing yeah I, I know the ones you mean okay. but i figured out how to get rid of that from instagram at least you do you, you press whatever's come up in that in those suggestions uh-huh. then you hit the three dots in the top right hand corner and you press not interested really and even if you are interested even if you secretly like looking at it you just press not interested to get rid of it so i i eventually managed to cleanse my <laughs> instagram 
the the search page from that. And now if I go on it, there. Okay, the first one, the first picture is a Chris Benoit. So I, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I still need to do a bit of spring cleaning with that. <laughs> but, more uh, we we got Chris Benoit. We got Diego Maradona doing a warm up, uh, a pizza, a steak, okay, and. Um, Lij, so I, I'll, I'll consider that a win. I'll quit while I'm ahead. All right. Well, Stop I got fucking about with it. Now. I just did it right now. I got a hot girl in a in a some type of vehicle. I believe in a Fred Flintstone outfit. It looks like, and they always do the same thing. They flip their hair and then they look away coyly and then they bite their lip. Every one of them. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm just saying this is what it is. Um, but I was completely. Yeah, I don't want the app to know that I like it. Oh, this app knows I <laughs> That's like the it. Problem. <laughs> Because I see it, and I'm like, oh, wait, let me check this. And then I have, like, golfing girl, like, hot golfing girls. Um, and then I have, like, hot girls that work in restaurants, apparently. Like, apparently they know I like food, beer, and boobs because it's that's exactly what all these pictures are. Uh, and apparently I'm, I trend toward um, the Southern American – uh, tastes because I see a lot of girls in like cowboy boots and shit, but everybody's doing those dances, uh, and everybody's got like they're showing off their their bodies. All right, Lordy Lou. Oh, listen, I'm not. How did we get onto this? I don't, I don't know, but I'm, <laughs> this, this conversation's taking a turn. I was supposed to talk about the the funny little Ricky Choshi things, and now we are exposing our yeah <laughs> perversions for the whole. <laughs> I didn't say, but it wasn't like I typed in hot girls wearing cowboy boots. It's not like I haven't done that before. You didn't need to. You didn't even need to. That was, right. yeah, that's the sad thing, isn't it? Right. It really is. It really is. It must be pulling from my Brazzers account. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we joke about that shower scene. I can't believe we're saying that now. We joke about it, but, you know, it's that type of thing that may have rubbed some people wrong from what we understand. So... Um, I think that's. I'll tell you, David. Part. When I saw that shower scene, I was rubbing myself right. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you, there might have been a problem with Skype. You know, we are across the continent, across the world, communicating. You said a bottle of lube in his hotel room. Yeah. Like, like Astroglide lube. It was Tengaloo. That's hence his new nickname being Tengaloa. I'm trying. I'm trying to find it exactly. Yeah, so this is on his Instagram stories. I just got to my room for two week quarantine, and I was left a gift. So it's a, a photo of a, a bottle of Japanese lube. The hotel Actually, left the lube. Japanese. No, I don't think it was the hotel that left it. I'm, I don't know. Maybe it was Kenta or one of his ah, buddies or okay. something. Gotcha. Okay. So he's a quarantine. That would be amazing if that hotel did. Leave I was it. about to say. <laughs> I mean, that's how convenient. Uh, so the joke being, he's going to be jacking it a lot in two weeks because he can't see anybody. That's the joke. Yep, gotcha. All right. I, w- I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm a dry hand kind of guy. I don't. I don't like a lot of. No, I don't want a lot of. I don't need. No. Why am I saying this? What, like, what kind yeah. of reprobate masturbates in a hotel? Honestly. Oh God, Jesus! <laughs> I can't fall asleep if I don't. Could it be me, Damon? Get <laughs> me. All uh, right. All right, come on, enough of this jack-off talk. (laughs) 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.